0: There have been a lot of crazed leaders throughout history many of which we've looked at on this very channel but few have been as depraved as the man who absolutely brutalized Uganda throughout the 1970s with his pension for torture, severed heads and by his own admission cannibalism, he thoroughly deserved the description given to him by the man he replaced as Ugandan President Milton about the greatest brute that an African mother has brought to life. In this week's biographics we enter the very bizarre world of Idiomin in Dada was born between 1925 and 1928. In Kaboko Uganda his was the Kakwa tribe, of which his mother was the witch doctor. He had very little formal education but was versed in the teachings of the Quran from a very early age. In fact he developed a reputation as the boy who could recite the Quran in his early teens. He won an award for this ability. Young Eddie spent his days in the fields tending goats. In his mid-teens he got his first job as a hat and coat person at the Imperial Hotel in Lugazi. It was there that he came to the notice of a British Army officer. He had grown into a doll trapping young man. He spoke the Kiswahili language and he had little education, meaning he would readily follow orders. These were all seen as desirable traits. And the officer pulled some strings to allow him to enter the British colonial army in 1946. Eddie began his military career as the laundry worker in the Maga, Maga Barracks and Jr. After a year of this, he advanced to the 21st King's African Rifle Corps at Geely. Shortly thereafter, his unit was relocated to Somalia. He proved to be a keen eager soldier his courage boldness and cruelty were traits that marked him as a standout private. After hunting down shifter animal raiders in Somalia he was sent to Fort Ower. He began training for the Scottish military band by the age of 20 Eddie he had grown into a young bear moth at 6 foot 4. He weighed in at 240 pounds and he was as strong as an ox he excelled at boxing becoming the Ugandan light heavyweight boxing champion as well as an accomplished swimmer. Music over the next two years IDM Montada established himself as an ideal soldier. One report described him as an incredible person who is certainly not mad, very shrewd, very cunning and a born leader. Another report commented on his physical and mental ability, stating a splendid and good rugby player, but virtually bone from the neck up and needs things, explained. In words of one letter in 1952 Armand's brigade was dispatched to Kenya to fight against the Mau Mau rebellion. Here he undertook foot patrols in the jungle to root out the rebels. His initiative was rewarded by promotion, first to corporal and then to sergeant by the end of 18th Fifty-three. he had earned the highest rank that a black officer could attain in the British Colonial Army. And that was the Effendi. This was the equivalent of a warrant officer hunting down the Mau Mau. It wasn't the only thing that Amin did while in Kenya. During those two years he also fathered two children, a boy and a girl. They were to be the first of 35 children born by five wives in 1954. Armand's brigade returned to their base at Ginger in Uganda when Queen Elizabeth taught he was in the Scottish Army Band, winning the distinction of being named best in parade. In 1957, he led a movement among the native soldiers to get increased salaries. The initiative failed, and the Army Brass expressed displeasure at this upstart move. From their star soldier disappointment came when he twice failed the military intelligence test. As a result, he was transferred from the field to the King's African Rifle Corps band. Then in 1959, he passed the Army Field Exercise Exam and was permitted once more to serve in the field of combat. He was posted to the border between Kenya and Uganda and here there was a bitter rivalry between the Ugandan Karamojong Gong and the canyon Turkana nomads. He arrived in the wake of a crushing British defeat at the hands of the Turkana and performed so well that a British officer described Amin as having restored the prestige of the forces of law and order in the region of Kermoya. In fact Amin now promoted to lieutenant was responsible for negotiating a peace agreement with the Turkana leader Edward Mutay Oman's means of achieving his ends were unorthodox to say the least. He threatened to cut off the penis of every Takana man who was found to be rustling cattle. And this wasn't just bluffing he followed through on this threat and much more in fact the bloody manner in which he crushed the rebellion brought a level of ferociousness to the area that was simply unprecedented. In 1962 Uganda won independence from Great Britain suddenly the nation had its own army whereas previously the native brigades had been treated as second class soldiers by the British and were doing the bidding of their colonial overlords now they were free of those shackles a large number of British officers remained in Uganda to oversee the emergence of the Ugandan Army. As early as 1964, men began making moves to gain military strength within the Ugandan Army. His actions in putting down the Takana rebellion brought him to the attention of Uganda's first Prime Minister, Milton Uboat, and he promoted the hulking young fighter to the position of Deputy Commander of the Army. He was also put in command of the 1st Battalion of the Ugandan Army in 1965. Armin led his battalion into the Congo to support nationalists and resist the foreign supported government there. The mission was unsuccessful with the Ugandan forces being repelled by the Congolese mercenaries. Later that year Amin became entangled in a scandal involving the smuggling of golden ivory. President Frederick Matassa too demanded his investigation. A boat responded by making Amin, general and chief of staff and tasked him with this strong handling of the situation. He then had five ministers arrested and named himself as president. Amin was dispatched with an army force to the place of President Matassa. Allen personally fired a 12mm gun that was mounted on his jeep to blow holes in the president's palace walls. Mutasa however had gone into hiding and managed to flee to England in 1969. Obote was pleased with the strongman tactics of his right-hand man Idioman. In 1967 he gave him supreme command over the army. That same year he enrolled at university and took English classes. He would eventually receive a doctoral degree from the university. In 1969 Idioman's leadership of the Ugandan army was challenged the Ugandan peoples' congress were attempting to bring about reforms. They had major concerns with the tactics that the commander-in-chief was using to exert his control. He had established a pattern of brutalizing his enemies, fomenting massacres against communities that appeared rebellious and executing opposition leaders recognizing the shifting winds. Amin began to take courses in socialism, music. Amin's brutality however it could not be quelled when he was accused by Brigadier General Akoy of complicity in an assassination attempt. On president, Beauty Amin arranged for Akoya to be assassinated. Meanwhile tensions had developed between Abote and that It had focused on recruiting soldiers from his own tribe in order to build up his personal following. Then it was proven that he had indeed been behind the attempt on Abote's life. At the same time it was revealed that he had misappropriated 40 million shillings from the military operations fund. In 1970 Abote had Amin fired from his position as commander-in-chief of the army and instructed his attorney's. To to prepare a prosecution against him to avoid arrest Amin fled to Kampala. From there he waited for his opportunity to strike back at a beauty. That opportunity came on January the 25th, 1971. On that date President Obote was attending a Commonwealth summit meeting in Singapore with the aid of Rwandan rebels he staged a bloody coup proclaiming himself. Both Prime Minister and President Oboat heard about this on the flight home from Singapore and diverted its flight to Tanzania. Over the last couple of years Obote's relationship with the Western powers had been increasingly turbulent as a result the change of government was actually welcomed by Western governments. Indeed Obote was also so unpopular at home that the majority of you Ugandan celebrated his overthrowing the Western powers. They had high hopes for this new Ugandan regime they felt that our men would be able to check Russian influence in the region what they knew of Idiom and they liked. He was a sportsman, a national champion, boxer and a man who had failed the army intelligence exam yet gone on to receive a university doctorate. What they didn't realize was that Amin was a dictator of unprecedented ruthlessness. Music. men's rule began with the number of concessions political prisoners were released the secret police was disbanded and he promised the people that free and open elections would be held but it didn't take long for his true nature to show itself he extended his period of caretaker governance from 18 months to 5 years his reasoning was that he needed time in order to reform the government in a way that would truly benefit the nation our men began to award himself an increasingly bizarre succession of titles including lord of all beasts of the earth and fishes of the sea in august 1972 he set his sights on reforming the economy and doing so he identified a scapegoat for the country's financial woes and that was the Asians. His solution was drastic all Asians even. Those holding British passports were expelled from Uganda. He later revealed that he had been given the message to expel the Asians in a vision from God himself. The 70 000 affected people were given 90 days to leave the country or face arrest imprisonment or worse what's more is they could only take what possessions and money they could carry with them. All property left behind would be shed among Amin's cronies. Having rid the country of the Asian problem Amin set out ridding the country of anyone who was associated with the former regime. Assassinations became routine and extended to those even just associated with the old British regime. Then British businesses and property began to be confiscated by the government. British and Jewish residents were expelled. Great Britain and Israel responded by cutting off old diplomatic relations with Uganda. Those countries also stopped supplying garments to the Region Music. I'm in now to find a new supply of arms he found it in Libya in order to achieve that agreement. Amin promised that countries and dictator Muammar Gaddafi that he would convert the nation to Islam. The Ugandan dictator also turned to Russia for military support giving them the assurance that he would serve as a stalwart of resistance against the Western powers. He also gave his support to the Palestinian struggle against Israel. Back home Amin made sweeping changes within the structure of the army. Thirty-six leading officers were told to report to make Hindi prison for special training and support Version techniques, but when they got there, they found themselves being thrown into prison cells. All 36 were then bayoneted to death. Former Army Chief of Staff Brigadier Suleiman Hussein was arrested and taken to another place of confinement. There the men who were formerly under his command beat him to death with their rifle butts. That wasn't all that happened to him. His head was cut off and sent to our men at his new house in Kampala. It had the Grizzly trophy placed in the freezer compartment of his refrigerator. Top army officers at the two main barracks in the country were told that they were to line up on the parade ground in order to salute an incoming motorcade of tanks. On both occasions as the tanks came close they ran off course and knocked down the startled officers, those that weren't crushed to death were shot by waiting riflemen at yet another barracks. The office corps were assembled in a room and told that their president was on route to deliver a lecture. But as our means entourage entered the barracks, grenades were thrown into the room and all of the officers were killed. Within a few months, nearly every trained army officer in Uganda had been eliminated. They were replaced by members of a minute's Kakwa tribe, men who had been tending goats in the Fields became high ranking generals overnight Amin was largely able to keep the slaughter that was occurring in the army from the people as well as the international community but when the murderous rampage was extended to the people in general the mask of civility was ripped off in the name of protecting the order of his regime. More than half a million Ugandans were killed no one was immune with the murder toll taking in chief justices, doctors, lawyers, diplomats, teachers and journalists. Foreigners were also murdered now just before we get into even more madness and I promise it gets worse. Like feeding heads to crocodiles worse. And while you probably don't have to worry about that you do have to deal with the risks to your online identity whoa Simon I hear you cry we suddenly in an ad what happened yet well decompression sickness aside ads are important because they do help us pay for these super long videos but stick with me like I said there's crocodiles being fed human heads coming up and who wouldn't want to stick around for that am I right also Dashlane it's very cool and basically it's free so there's also that Dashlane is a one-stop digital identity protection tool that includes a VPN for all of your devices so you can use public internet safely and anonymously. They also do something called dark web monitoring which basically means that they monitor the nasty underbelly of the internet for people selling your data and they will alert you if that is happening further if a service you've signed up for like Equifax or Sony maybe stuff is a breach. Dashlane will tell you about it right away and they'll also alert you to other services that share that username and password so you can change those before hackers get access to your data on other sites Plus Dashlane does what it's always done, it stores your passwords, it keeps your personal data secure, and it fills all of those annoying boxes for payment info and passwords for you. Alola Dashlane is totally free but there are some premium upgrades you can buy if you want more from the service to see. If those are right for you you can also get a free 30-day trial of them and after that you can get a 10 discount using our code biographics dashlanecom forward slash biographics. And let's get into those crocodiles. Being fed human heads shall we, unlike many other brutal dictators, Armin took a personal hand in slaughter. In fact he rather seemed to revel in it. He would personally torture people and then feed their heads to crocodiles. He also proudly spoke about eating the flesh of his enemies and as we've already seen he had a thing for preserving their heads in his fridge on one infamous occasion in 1962 Armin was hosting a state dinner at his palace and halfway through the meal he left the table only to return with the frozen head of Brigadier Suleiman Hussein in his hands. His aghast guests didn't know where to look as he proceeded to direct a barrage of abuse at the head and then throw. Cutlery added the new and expanded army. It needed funds and Armin got them by diverting much needed tax income away from things like education infrastructure and health and put it into the armed forces. Army courts were given greater prominence than civil courts. Parliament it was dissolved and all ministers were threatened with arrest. The more Armin ratcheted up the terror. The more paranoid he appeared to become he surrounded himself with a security detail which numbered as many as 18,000 these men doubled as a ruthless death squad murdering raping and pillaging at will. On average between 40 and 50 bodies were thrown into Lake Victoria every single day in 1972 ousted. President Beauty based in Tanzania began making plans to retake power gathering his force he made some incursions across the border. Omen retaliated by bombing Tanzanian towns just across the border this effectively put an end to her boat's ambitions for power while the murderous chaos was taking place within his borders our men was not shy about acting on the international stage. He offered to broker peace in Northern Ireland and encouraged the Scottish to break away from the Commonwealth and told African countries that they should unite. To oppose South Africa he became the chair of the Organisation of African Unity or advocating that the continent completely severe relations with the West. He even went as far as to declare that he not Queen Elizabeth was the head of the Commonwealth in accordance with this belief he then awarded himself the Victoria Cross music in establishing links with Russia and Libya. Amin offered his support to the Palestinian Liberation Organization, or PLO, when members of the PLO hijacked a plane en route from Tel Aviv to Paris. In June of 1976, Amin invited them to land the plane at and to the airport, with 256 hostages to bargain with the two PLO hijackers demanded the release of 53 PLO prisoners held by the Israelis. Early on one of the hostages, an elderly person by the name of Dora Block, choked on some food and was transported to Kampala Hospital. Amin threw himself into the drama he quickly got himself to the airport and in front of the hostages images of him berating the passengers were shown all around the world 156 passengers all of those who did not hold Israeli passports were soon released leaving 100 hostages ironically here the NB airport had actually been designed by Israeli engineers back in Tel Aviv they were able to pull out the plans for the airport and identify exactly where the hostages were being held. The Israelis then devised a plan to rescue the hostages in the early morning hours of July. The third team of Israeli paratroopers raided the airport in the ensuing firefight. Three of the hostages were killed with another 10 being injured. Seven of the hijackers along with some 45 Ugandan soldiers who fought in support of the hijackers were also killed as was one of the rescuers. Overall though the rescue it was a stunning success. Amin was furious with the turn of events with no one else to Vent anger on he ordered a couple of his thugs to the Kampala hospital. They burst into the room that Dora Block was in and they dragged the old woman away. She was never seen again. If the world didn't realize that the Ugandan dictator was stark raving mad, his stated intention to build a memorial to Adolf Hitler left them with no doubt following the raid on Anderby. Armin's grip on power was beginning to weaken by now. The economy was a disaster. An attempted coup was staged in 1977, though unsuccessful, it ratcheted up Harman's power level levels to an all-time high all of those suspected in being involved in the plot were executed with entire army units just being wiped out. Then in an attempt to galvanize the people he spread the lie that the Danzanians were about to invade. He mounted a series of preemptive strikes against the supposed invasion, however he refused to provide air support for the ground attacks. This led to the needless deaths of thousands of his troops the Tanzanians pushed the invaders back and then surged into northern Uganda Armin had intended for the war with Tanzania to be a distraction from the problems at home. But the planet had backfired. As the troops surged into the country, locals joined them in a spontaneous effort to reclaim their country with the ever-growing Tanzanian and local forces closing on Kampala Amin made an urgent broadcast, urging the army to make a stand at Janya. But by now the army too had abandoned him and call it was simply ignored. Seeing the writing on the wall Amin, along with his five wives and 35 children fled to Libya where they were given sanctuary by Muammar Gaddafi Amin, left his country with an inflation rate in excess of 200%, a national debt of $340 million, and the corpses of between 300 and 500,000 of his own people as the people struggled to recover under the reinstated presidency of Milton. Bute Harman and his family lived in relative luxury under Qaddafi's Lijas. However, the two despots had a falling out in 1981, and Amin left Libya for Saudi Arabia. Life with the Saudis was a big come down, for Amen and his family, they now existed on handouts provided by the Saudi government he attempted to come back to Uganda in 1988 with a small group of armed followers but nothing came of it the end for the mad dictator came on August 16, 2003. He had fallen into a coma the month before. With his kidneys failing and no signs of recovery, his family decided to turn off his life support. He died with the quiet dignity that he denied. So many of his victims on hearing about the death of his former army chief, Milton About called him in the greatest brute that an African mother has brought to life. So sure hope you found that video interesting. If you did, please do give us a thumbs up below and don't forget to subscribe brand new videos just like this every day of the week. Also thanks to Dashlight please do check them out below and as always thank you for watching you